Welcome to Listen to Her Podcast, where we create a space for women to be heard and uplifted by one another. I'm Ashley. And I'm Joanna. And we're back with Caitlin. Welcome back. Because (laughs) Caitlin is just wonderful. Aw, thank you. So we're going to talk about astrology today. Not astronomy, but astrology. Mm -hmm. Your signs, how that affects how you deal with people, your personality, traits like that. But we before we started, we were kind of just talking about how some sibling rivalry rivalry. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't say our words as a kid. <laughs> um, and how that kind of how we kind of came to some conclusions about how it's tied to our signs. Mm-hmm. Well, Ashley just brought up that Pisces, which is what I am, and Scorpios, which is what my little brother is don't get along. Apparently, we don't fall under the influence of Scorpios. Yeah, you can't be ma- manipulated by yeah. Scorpios, and where most people are. Yes. And Scorpios can easily manipulate. So Scorpios evil. Yeah. No not evil. Well, they are. Well, they're ruled by a darker... You know, I forget what planet it is. Hang on. Let me look it up. Caitlin's got this market that Mars breaks and everything Pluto. down. So isn't Mars the god of war? And Pluto is like the god of death. So, oh but I have a question but about really that. Dark. Is but Pluto's not considered a planet anymore? Yeah, so I how does that affect the? Pluto will always be a planet in my mind. <laughs> it's there. I mean, yeah. it's still like a dwarf planet, and mm-hmm. I guess they still consider it. But I mean, because it was a planet, yeah, originally. But yeah, so uh, yeah, apparently Scorpios and Pisces just don't get along, and it makes so much sense because mm-hmm. my brother and I cannot stand each other my little brother and i and you feel that way with you well i don't know what what tyler is i don't know what our brother is yeah i just threw him out there for <laughs> <in> the world <laughs> whoops but you guys get along right you guys just don't ha- really kind of relate to anything anymore well i would say that's how it is now but so like caitlin was saying when we were younger it was fine for mm-hmm. the most part like fighting every now and then but then middle school high school like he changed and we just it was a screaming match every time or beat you up match every time we were together. Like really aggressive and really violent and not good at all. And I mean, he wouldn't stand up for me. He hated me, the sight of me, everything about me. That's exactly my little brother. Yeah. And I remember, you know, when he, the girls he would date, they, he'd like kind of manipulate them to make them think I was this horrible person. So just going into it, all of his girlfriends hated me like right off the bat. (laughs) But now, I mean, he's, married he has some kids I just don't think he like has the energy or cares to hate me as much anymore it's just kind of like okay we're different people and that's fine you know but I don't know what his sign is I, I have feel no like idea. he thinks that I'm really dumb that's the vibe I always got from <laughs> it <laughs> which oh, is fine whatever yeah brothers <laughs> what are you gonna do so Caitlin has a sheet about hopefully if you're listening you know what your sign your sun sign is yeah. so I'm a Libra and I'm a Pisces. And I'm a Pisces. Ashley and Caitlin are both Pisces. We were born on the same day. But as we'll learn later on, you can be born on the same day, but the time that you were born really affects everything. So it if really you want to follow along, look up your sign right now. Yes. And this will help you understand what we're going to talk about. Caitlin, it was so funny when I went over to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. John and Olivia were immediately intrigued. And I read them, like I found their birth charts and yeah. read them everything. Jonathan was super into it. Oh, I love that. I love when people get into it like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many people who are so skeptical. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that and for then, a minute? Yeah, why, sure, that's fine. why is there such a 
I why think, do people struggle so much I think with astrology? People are so constantly associating it with horoscopes. And mm-hmm. horoscopes just don't... There's some people that love them and there's some people that are like, they rub them the wrong way. And I think they always associate it with horoscopes. And there's nothing... When a lot of the horoscopes are fake anyway, Yeah, right? and they're very generalized. They don't know you specifically. They're just going based off of your sun sign, which is not the one only part, part of it. it. As yeah. we'll learn, the sun sign is one part of it. Well, and even the video we watched where this lady, I forget her name, was going through the mm-hmm. signs, she was even saying that those horoscopes are a joke, yeah. pretty much. What it doesn't is, really if, use if people astrology. People want to look it up. What is the lady's name? Kendall Ray. She's on YouTube, and she has um, numerous videos on each of the signs and celebrities that are connected with each sign, so you can see like different characteristics that she brings up with each of the celebrities. So she has one for each sign, and then she also has an overall picture of learning astrology and learning about what you are and your chart so if you print out your chart you can go and watch her video and she'll explain everything and she has a few more astrology videos that explain the 13th sign that people were all in a frenzy about and then your sun and your moon and your ascending she goes through all of that so it's really really helpful if you're just learning to go watch her videos Hmm. that i mean those are ones i watched and i learned so much from them yeah. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, but going back to people not really buying it or believing mm-hmm. in them, I remember when I was over at our parents' house reading them to John and Olivia, our dad was sitting there, yeah. and he just kept like doing his little like jabs. Like I could tell he hated mm-hmm. that I was reading it to Jonathan. Like he thought I was corrupting yeah. Jonathan. I remember you were like, what did you say, Joanna? You were like, you made a comment about why you think they're real and accurate. You well, yeah, I said? mean, why wouldn't like... When you were born, line up with kind of, you know, whether the time, how the moon was, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't that affect, we know the moon affects a woman's reproductive system, so why wouldn't it affect certain personality traits? Yeah. And like, your certain overall abilities. And I don't think we are quite aware yet how much everything in the universe is affecting us, like the planets and stars. I think God gives us signs through nature. And I think like God gives us clues about who we are through space, the stars, the alignment. Like why wouldn't he? Yeah. I I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's it's this demonic witchcraft thing. I think it's... And I think that's the other thing is that some people believe that astrology is something that you believe in like it's like a type of religion or it's something that is something that you have to just believe in it but it's a pseudoscience like it's an actual thing it's not something they've been studying it for how long now thousands of years they've been doing birth charts like the ones we have and they've been looking into it and there's astrologists and there's you can take classes in college on it you can learn so much about it through school and everything it's not something that you're just like Oh, I'm going to believe in this. That's not it. It's yeah. an actual thing that you can put into a computer. You can compute it. You can put it all together. And it's accurate. Like, I've met so many people that they're like, oh, I don't know. And then I show them their birth chart, just like with your siblings. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so accurate. Mm. How can that be fake? Like, mm. I don't know how someone who I've never met, who doesn't know me, can make a birth chart that explains me almost perfectly. Mm. And... No birth chart is exactly like another birth no. chart, right? They describe it as a snowflake. Yep. Which, you know, we have all felt that about ourselves, that we're all mm-hmm. unique. 
We're not like any other person. And it's incredible, amazing that people were able to create a chart from studying the skies and have all these different personalities where not two of them are alike. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It really is. I think it's fascinating. So do you want me to go through each of them? Yes. Okay, so... So hopefully you know your sun sign, but if you don't... And the sun sign is the easiest one to figure out because it's just the day you were born. You don't have to know anything else about yourself. It's just the day that you were born. And I think a lot of people also believe that if I'm born in March, I'm this one. Mm -hmm. But how it works is that there's an overlap in each month. So even if you're born in March, at the beginning of March, you're a Pisces. At the end of March, you're an Aries. So you can be two different ones. So it's not just, oh, I'm born in March, so I'm automatically a Pisces. That's not really how it works. But I'm going to go through them. The beginning of the zodiac is always Aries. So Aries is the head. So you have to think of it as like a person's Aries is the head and then Pisces is the feet. And I'm not going to go into the different like body parts, but each house is or each zodiac is a body part, which I think is really weird and is very interesting to think about how they like put it into the perspective of a person. So Aries, which is March 21st to April 19th, the key words According to David Cochran, who is a professor in astrology, he says the Aries are pioneering, innovative, direct, and sharp, strong, and lacking perseverance. But I feel like that describes my mom pretty well because she's an Aries. But she's very, like, powerful. She's mm-hmm. a very powerful woman. That's Krista's birthday, right? Our sister? March 30th. Yeah. Yeah. And then Taurus is April 20th to May 20th. And Tauruses are slow, steady, stubborn, immovable, a builder, develops naturally. Which Gemini, May 21st to June 20th, is flexible, adaptable, Mm -hmm. likes to play with ideas, witty, and quick reflexes. Which I feel like that describes Jess, too. Mm -hmm. Jess is very witty. She's very, like, funny. Very, like, quick to say something. Jess is one of their good friends. She was also on this podcast. Do you remember what the episode was? Photography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cancer is June 21st to July 22nd, which is Alyssa's. So happy birthday, Alyssa. I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but your, her birthday's on the 20th. But they're sentimental, nostalgic, soulful, and extremely personal and family oriented. Hmm. I see that. Leo is July 23rd to August 22nd. They're proud, needs affection and support, entertaining and flamboyant, but sometimes shy and self conscious. Mm-hmm. Isn't Sasha a Leo? I think so. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, I can see him as a Leo. Like, he has a Leo personality. Yeah. I can see it. Virgo is August 23rd to September 22nd. They're neat, clean, fastidious, fussy, picky, refined, perfectionist, demanding, helpful, may hurt others' feelings by being critical. (laughs) I'm trying to think of anyone that we know. No, I can't. I don't know anybody that's over. Maybe not many people are born in it then. I don't know. Libra, September 23rd to October 22nd. Joanna. Friendship, equality, sharing, needs balance, partnership, team player. Team player. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Joanna was just saying before this podcast that she feels like her body's ready to be pregnant. (laughs) And this is like basically saying you do well in a partnership. (laughs) So I just... (laughs) 
Again, if anyone wants to date Caitlin and Joanna, yes. they're single and ready to mingle. Someone send us a message. I'm Lancaster County boys. Joanna is ready. Ew, no, not Lancaster County. Well, no, I'm I'm making a joke because oh, last okay. time you were saying how Lancaster County boys are, oh. they meet you and they're like marriage, you know, exactly. like not dating, yeah. like they're just like they marriage don't even know kids. How to date. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm, it's oh, a joke. Oh my goodness. Scorpio is October 23rd to November 21st. They're intense, introverted, magnetic, charismatic, jealous, and mechanic. <laughs> mechanic? I don't <laughs> Some of these are, like, really kind of bad. I know. It? Well, because that's the thing. Like, every upside has a downside. So mm -hmm. every sign has a good part and a bad part. Mm -hmm. It's just how you, like, look at it. No that's snowflake true. is perfect. Nope. Sagittarius is November 22nd to December 21st. They're expansive, fun-loving, likes to travel, dislikes details, big ideas, interests in topics of broad nature, politics, economics, education, public communications, and media. I think that's Kenneth. Right, Joanna? That's his birthday? What date was it again? It was November 22nd to December 21st. Mm -hmm. Which, that makes, he loves to debate politics with you. He does. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Capricorn is December 22nd to January 19th, and they are mature, detached, strategic, manipulative, formal, and business-oriented, good planner, and organizer. So this is Tyler. Hmm. But it still makes sense why I'd fight with him, because he's manipulative. It's the same thing, basically, as a Scorpio. <laughs> basically the same thing. <laughs> And then Aquarius is January 20th to February 18th, and they're progressive, modern, eccentric, Free-spirited, group-oriented, friendly, but cool, and unsentimental. <laughs> Which I don't really feel like that describes Paige. Well, she was an only child. That so is true. in that aspect, she's kind of like, keep, you know. I feel like she's a free spirit, though. Yeah. And very group-oriented. She loves going out in groups and going out with us and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Paige is also on this podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Numerous times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can find some episodes with her in it and let us know what you think. Let us know if she's really an Aquarius. Yes. Listen to her. She's really an Aquarius. <laughs> let us know. And then Pisces is February 19th to the 20th, and they're imaginative, idealistic, artistic, sacrificing, impressionable, gullible, and can be prone to daydream. Wait, February 19th to what? March 20th. March 20th. Yeah, that's the best sign. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> You're outnumbered by Pisces, but... Yeah, I think that describes me, like, pretty well, if I'm being honest. Yeah, some of the signs are a little rough. Yeah. What well, would you say is the roughest sign? Which sign would you not want to be? Oh, Lord. I would probably say, um, I think I would have to say Capricorn, just because they're really unlucky, and mm, I don't, mm -hmm. I am already unlucky as is. Mm -hmm. I don't need more. <laughs> Maybe Taurus, just because of the slow, steady, because I'm already indecisive. True, but they're very, like, down-to-earth people. I feel like you're pretty down-to-earth. Yeah, but, but I, with my indecisiveness, I can't be any well, more slow. That's because you're a Libra, and they're always <laughs> indecisive. They can't figure out anything. Can you explain what the the elements represent? Oh, yeah. So the way that the signs are set up is there are four elements that your sign could fall into. Fire, water, earth, and air. So they're split up so that three signs are in each category. So like you're an air sign because you're a Libra. And then Ashley and I are Pisces, so we're water signs. So your sign just has an element attached to it that kind of describes your personality. Uh, what do, do you know what the fire, earth, air, water represent? 
So fire are leaders, they're loving, they're impulsive, warm, and they're go-getters. Air signs are thinkers, they're social, they're adaptive, and they're kind of overwhelming. Earth signs are dependable, stable, respected, and hardworking. And then water signs are the feeling signs. They nurture, they're very sensitive, and they can be moody at times. Mm -hmm. Which moody. is true, because I'm moody all the time. So before we kind of go over key elements from our birth charts, and you guys can look up your birth charts as mm -hmm. we go, we're going to discuss what, because it's so, it can be overwhelming. We have the sun, which most people already know. Yep, we That's, just went over. Yep. So I'm a Libra, and you guys are Pisces. Pisces. And you can just Google birth chart. Yep. And you'll find it. You can click on it, and you have to know your place of birth, the time you were born, birth date, obviously, yeah. and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would just be careful because there, I wanted to fact-checked a few things, so I wanted to go and get another birth chart made, and you have to pay for some of them. So mm. just be careful. There are websites that do it for free, the ones that I have and the ones that I'm sure both of you looked at are free birth charts, and they give you the whole thing, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Other ones will just give you your sun and your moon, and then you have to pay for the rest of it. So you don't have to spend money to get a birth chart. There are sites that do it for free, so just be wary of that. We did cafe astrology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're my favorite one to use. You ready to read our birth charts? Yes. Okay, so the main parts, the three parts of the birth chart that are the most important are your sun, which is your birth date, your moon, and your ascendant, which is your first house. So your ascendant is basically the constellation that was in the sky on the horizon when the sun rose. So mine's a Taurus, so there was a Taurus constellation in the sky right when the sun rose on my birthday. So I am a Taurus rising. I don't know what you guys are in your- It says I'm a Libra, ascendant Libra. No. <laughs> you are a yeah you are a libra rising you're, i'm like a double libra you're actually a lot of libra which could really explain why you're so indecisive <laughs> you're like so i'm equal parts masculine and feminine yeah I really think, I yeah think that's an interesting concept too like how it determines and you can see like it'll have a number next to masculine and feminine some people are more masculine and some people are more feminine. So what does the ascendant mean for those that are new Your to ascendant this? is basically how you appear to somebody who doesn't know you. Mm. So if you're going into an interview, how that interviewer sees you and how you come across. Mm -hmm. So if they were to see me, I would appear very grounded, very just not... Yeah, which like, totally makes sense, actually. Skittish. That's how yeah. I've So why don't we you. start by reading yeah, our yeah. ascendant. Just very calm. Yep. And that's just how people appear. Like, if you, they don't know you at all, they don't know your background, they don't know your childhood, they haven't grown up with you. Mm -hmm. If they're just to see you, that is the personification that you're giving off. That's which the is vibe. so interesting, because first impressions are everything. They really are. So why don't we just start by reading our ascendants to everyone? So this is how we come across to people. Yeah. And let us know if you agree with these based off what we're saying. If you would say, you know, yeah, totally like that or not. I mean, it's probably harder with me because I'm not on here that often, but maybe that's better. Do you want to start, Caitlin? <laughs> yeah, I can start. So, so my ascendant is in Taurus. It just says slow and steady, capable, and capable are adjectives that we can safely attach to individuals born with a Taurus ascendant. They are often quite loyal to those they care about. Um, the sign on the ascendant generally reveals how people start anything new. 
So Taurus by nature is resistant to change, which I hate change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It can be difficult to sway Taurus rising natives. They're often rather stubborn and fixed in their ways. Taurus rising natives are often quite cautious and careful. With a fixed sign on the ascendant, they are not known for their flexibility. Self-indulgence can be a weakness for many with this ascendant, often collectors in some way. Taurus rising natives place a lot of value on their material possessions. Um, Taurus rising individuals prefer to dress in quality clothes with a comfortable feel to them. You do. She's, yeah. <laughs> I'm always comfy. I always try to be comfy. But cute. Thank you. So this, but this is only how you appear, yeah, right? this is but just. But you're also relating to it. Yeah, I relate to Taurus so much. Interesting. So there is an element where you are relating to how you have mm-hmm. come across. Oh, 100%. I am, mm-hmm. there's so many Taurus traits that I connect with mm-hmm. that Like, it has to be. It has to influence it. Because I'm super stubborn. It also talks about how Taurus, like, when they find... Well, actually, it says it right here. I have a question before you continue. Yes. Do you find that you're... You relate to these qualities more when you're around people that you don't know very well or people that you're meeting for the first time? Does that bring out the Taurus? I don't know. I wouldn't say no. I Because say. I feel for me, the Scorpio comes out when I'm around people that I'm not comfortable with or don't know very well. Or people that I feel like hmm. relate to the Scorpio really well. Yeah. Like that's what they got used to. So I'll just like bring out the Scorpio side of me. And then when I'm around people that I'm super comfortable with, like I go more into my Pisces and my Cancer, which is the sun and moon. Hmm. Well, now that you say that, like thinking about it, I'm probably more stubborn with people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to not want to change just because of them. And I'm probably more cautious and careful with people I don't know as Isn't opposed that to people. interesting? So now that you say that, yeah, it's like it makes you have a lot multiple personalities, but it's really, that's why you're coming across like yeah. that. Because that it's almost like you're, I don't know. A defense you're, mechanism. Yeah, like a defense mechanism. You're front wall type yeah thing. it's weird it's really weird but it just says in here for Taurus, often rather possessive in partnership these natives won't easily break up with their relationships although they are not particularly jealous they view their partners as their personal property intensity and loyalty <laughs> are especially important to Taurus rising natives but like that describes me too because like once we're together like you're mine don't think of it any other way like we're you're together mine. forever <laughs> don't we're never breaking up <laughs> <laughs> always together but i do think loyalty that. loyalty loyalty okay jay you look like you're so ready to read yours so it's just so weird like so weird that i'm a libra <laughs> as a libra libra rising libra yeah you're just so authentically you yeah so libras come across as nice pleasant and fair look a little closer at their lives and these nice people may have had quite a few problems in their relationships. (laughs) Some of them have a string of relationships and it can be hard to imagine why. These natives attract others to them effortlessly. Besides, they simply don't know what to do with themselves. Yes. Libra rising generally appear to be smoothing everything over. They have a charming Mm -hmm. smile, a gentle approach with others, and an easygoing image. Even if they were not endowed with good looks, they are attractive. Most pay a lot of attention to their personal appearance, the colors they wear, their hair, and the way they walk. Libra rising people can be enormously persuasive, although they will most always use a soft sell approach when they want to win others over, which is all of the time people pleasing. A tendency to pass the buck and keep up that nice image are their worst qualities 
Yep, 100%. However, they can make excellent mediators and will generally be the first to accommodate you. Libra rising natives are usually attracted to competent, active partners. Their relationships are often characterized by bickering or competitiveness until, That's so interesting until they learn to Sash drop. Sash predicted you would be with somebody like that. With what? Like that you could bicker with. Yeah. Like that's exactly how he described it, which is just written there. That's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think that um, people always think that I've like been in like so many relationships mm-hmm. too, which is the image, which really isn't the truth. And I do think my like tendency to keep up my nice person image is very much people pleasing. And it is one of my worst qualities being a people pleaser. And I am definitely don't know what to do with myself. Maybe you need to not see it as a worse quality anymore. Yeah. And that will help you. Mm-hmm. It's just like who I am. see the good in it. Yeah, because I, I use that for my job, like my mediating skill. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I try to, like, family wise, like, I want us to all get along. Even though you love the drama. She, <laughs> oh, that's she the moon. loves drama. That's the moon in me. <laughs> okay, listeners, do I come across as a Scorpio? <laughs> Scorpio ascendant people have a lot of presence. There is something about them that tells the world they are not to be pushed around. Their manner commands respect and in some cases fear. Scorpio rising people can be quiet or loud, but they always seem powerful and determined. You either love or hate Scorpio rising people. They are rarely people who go through life unnoticed. In fact, some of them are confused when faced with the fact that they get such a strong reaction from others. Mm. They seem to look right through people seen through superficiality. This can be quite intimidating to some and intriguing to others. Scorpio rising people in their dealings with others look for answers by reading between the lines. I so do that. Surface details are discarded when they are getting a feel for people and situations around them. Scorpio rising people value their privacy so much it can border on paranoia. They have a strong need to control their environment and are experts at strategy. Rarely people who will blow their chances with impatience. They plan out their moves carefully and deliberately, relying on their awesome ability to feel out others and situations. Scorpio rising natives are drawn to -to down-to-earth natural partners. Reliability in their partner is very important. They generally look for complete commitment and have little patience with flighty partners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this describes me a lot. It really Mm -hmm. does. And yeah, in so many ways. (laughs) I do think people view you as intimidating, like without knowing you. But definitely at this beginning part, I feel like I do this when I'm around people I don't know. And I always kind of felt bad about it. Yeah. I felt like I was... I don't know, coming across as like a bitch kind of thing. But it's interesting reading this and understanding why I do it because mm-hmm. it's a Scorpio ascendant where I, I do feel like I need to put on this air that you can't mess with me, mm-hmm. you know? And it is a defense mechanism yep. thing. But I always thought, oh, this must be an insecurity problem that I have, you know? And then to read this and be like, well, actually, it's because I'm a Scorpio ascendant. Yeah. So I just naturally relate to those personality elements when I'm mm-hmm. with people that I don't know or, or, you know, addressing new people or meeting new people. It's so fascinating. It's crazy. So you'll notice it. the birth chart will lay out the houses. And the houses can be a little confusing, but the houses represent the 12 spheres of life. So think of the birth chart as a big pizza pie with 12 slices. And each 
represents very particular expressions and experiences. In the astrological houses, the astrologer Dane Rudar called the birth chart a mandala, and one that tells an individual how he can he or she can best fulfill their destiny. And the house of that planet is the field of experience where the force is likely to find its fullest expression. So understanding your houses can help you fulfill your destiny, basically. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. Message. So we have the first house. And when you do your birth chart, it'll list your house houses and then give you an kind of a paragraph about each. Are the houses under the sun? No, they're at the very end of your birth chart. Yeah, okay. no, they're it's a separate thing. Mm -hmm. So we have the first house, which is the house of Aries and Mars. It includes the all-important rising sun and is the first impression given to the world, the house of identity. Here are clues to our overall outer package, including behavior, physical traits, social mask, health, and well-being. So basically think of the first house as your vibe. So some of it may be superficial, but some of it is also an energy sense. And then we have the second house, the house of Terry's and Venus. This is often referred to as the arena of money and values. It's the province of stability, resourcefulness, and slow, steady progress. Here you're shown how a grounded life can be created. So that's interesting. So maybe the second house can help you with how how kind of you make money and how that contributes to your values. Mm -hmm. We have the third house, the house of Gemini and Mercury, the house of education, short travels, and family tribe, neighborly exchanges and more. The style of sharing life's observations comes through here. It's the arena of filtering info in and sending it back out into your community. So maybe kind of how you, that seems very broad, education, short tra travels, and family tribe but maybe kind of how those all align into like a networking. Mm -hmm. And then we have the fourth house, the house of Cancer and Moon. This is the arena of the family, ancestral roots, the unconscious mother, and your sense of home. So we all talk about this all the time, how like we don't know where our home is. So maybe we need to explore the fourth house and really see what that says about us. Fifth house, house of Leo and Sun. This is probably Caitlin and Ashley a lot, the house of creativity <laughs> and the self radiating confidently outward. It is the arena of loving life through play, love, affairs, self-expression, and relating to children. That's interesting. So if you feel like you're lacking creativity and you don't know how to get that lust back, look at your fifth house and see what it says about you. And that can kind of help you reharness your creativity and that lust for life. Mm -hmm. Sixth house, house of Virgo and Mercury. The realm of routine in the service of healthy, fulfilled life. Exercise, diet, our daily work. So if you're struggling with how you should routine your day, look at your sixth house. Seventh house, house of Libra and Venus. This house holds clues to the tenor, style, and lessons of your majority relationships. This includes marriage, business, partnership, and friendship. So... If you don't know how you handle relationships or boundaries, look at your seventh house. Eighth house, house of Scorpio and Pluto, the house of regeneration through sex and personal periods of death and rebirth. So this realm is the very dark, hidden, potentially destructive, and our own unacknowledged psychic undercurrents. Planets here influence how we deal with the unknown, whether fear, attempting to control, surrounding to be transformed. So if you really want to dive into dive in dark, dive into kind of like that, that inner darkness within you, I would look at the eighth house. 
Ninth house, house of Sagittarius and Jupiter. The reign of higher education, seeking knowledge, traveling and exploring the world. Planets here show how we expand our field of experience and integrate all of that into the philosophy of life. So if you kind of want to see that philosophical part of you, look at the ninth house. Tenth house, house of Capricorn and Saturn. The house of personal authority and long range career ambitions. Planets here influence how you create real change and become an authority in your area of expertise. If you don't know what career to choose, look at the 10th house. 11th house, house of Aquarius and Uranus. The house of friendships, networks, and collective currents. Planets here show what kinds of alliances you create based on shared hopes, dreams, visions of the future. If you don't know where to network or where to connect or groups to join, look at the 11th house. 12th house, our last one, house of Pisces and Neptune. This to me is the most interesting house. This house deals with hidden realities and how we are vulnerable to illusion called the house of undoing because planets here are immersed in awe and hard to see clearly. Growth in this house happens at the soul level. So this to me is the definition of the spirituality house. So mm -hmm. I would look at the 12th house to help you deal with how you connect with your sp spirituality and looking inward. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting though, because you were talking about how Pisces and like spirituality, but they say because Pisces are the feet, mm -hmm. we're the most closely to the ground. To the oh, ground. Yeah. So we interact with the spiritual realm and we're very spiritual people. And sometimes we can not, I wouldn't say like predict things, but we have really, like really, really good intuition and we have really good like sometimes. And my dreams are weird, but sometimes I'll have dreams about something and they come true. Not saying like I'm prophesying. But then or anything, that makes but me wonder. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting. You. No, but it's okay. But like I said, there's some things like, or I'll have a feeling and then it happens, or I'll say like, oh, that's definitely gonna happen, and then it happens. They say that Pisces are like really, really connected to psychic. And abilities. maybe that's how we could help other signs too. So if I don't know where the Libra is, but if the head sign feels like it's too much up in the air, maybe it needs to spend time with a Pisces who's more grounded, where maybe sometimes as a Pisces is too grounded, they need to spend time with more of the signs who are up in the air. Mm -hmm. That makes me wonder what a Libra is, because I feel like I'm both sometimes. Like sometimes I'm up in the air and sometimes I'm very grounded. Libras, their body parts are the kidneys, the skin, the lower back, and the butt. And it says on this website, it says, well, this might seem a little all over the place, but when you consider <laughs> Libra's desire for balance, hmm. all of these body parts play a major part in that. Libra's quest to create balance in their lives can become so obsessive that they can lose the balance within, and that imbalance will most likely create a problem in one of these areas. For instance, I had a Libra friend who was so obsessed with having a clean and healthy bum, she gave herself, <laughs> and I'm not reading that rest of that. <laughs> But just saying, like, it's, we each have a different body part if you want to think about it like that. But yours is all about balance. So yours is more in the center core yeah. of your body where you have the most balance, where you're. And that's always kind of like I just talked about struggling with constipation and stomach issues because I do hold on to things in my stomach. And I'm trying to seek balance. Yeah. And I think that, so if you do have pain in a certain area, like, do you ever have pain in your feet? Mm -mm. Do you where do you, do you ever have pain in your feet? I used to sprain my ankles all the time as yeah, a kid. Yeah, I, I mean I twist my ankles. When growing up, it was all the, all time. the time. Yeah, so I mean maybe that does have something to do with it. It's all connected. Yeah, and I just looked it up. Apparently, the houses they base your houses off the time you were born, and then you have to do all this math, and then you figure out where your house is, like how far apart they are. 
hmm. based on this math equation, and then you can figure out where your houses lie, oh. which is really interesting. And they like gave an explanation, but I didn't want to read all the math. Yeah. So, so this when, chart doesn't really say. No, it, it doesn't say like how you calculate it, but the birth chart will give you a general description of your houses. I don't really like reading any of them as other than my first house, just because I feel like they're really generic almost. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's more specific in the actual astrology portion of it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just, I feel more connected to the astrology part than the house part, but I think the house part is definitely interesting. I just don't know how to apply it yet because mm -hmm. I'm still learning about Right. It's all very new. So if anyone has a problem with it or we say something wrong, <laughs> just know we are all learning. It is a learning process. I would love to take a class on it and learn more about it. Yeah, let's it. find a class. But I just, it's just Caitlin something. and I are going to go find a class. That... And if you're a boy and want to meet Caitlin and Joetta, hit <laughs> <laughs> up your local astrology class. Don't, I be, do, what don't time? be a Scorpio. I will not date another <laughs> well, Scorpio. I do remember I'm one sorry. time I was at Hack and I was like, um, I was like, I just want to have a bunch of babies right now. And this guy was like, I can make that happen. So, That's creepy. So this, <laughs> the chart also tells you who you're compatible with mm -hmm. as far as love goes. Yeah, so, like what you're looking for and everything like that. Yeah. What you find attractive. Yeah. And the opposite. So. But you can also look at like your um, your signs and how they're compatible. Mm-hmm. That too can be really interesting because we did that with you and Sasha to see if mm -hmm. you guys were compatible and you guys were like super compatible. Really compatible. It's, it's really cool. So crazy. Yeah. And then it, these are also good because you were even saying last time it helps you get along with your coworkers mm -hmm. better. Oh, yes. Understanding what other people's... Yeah, it's so crazy how it opens up so many avenues and doors to understanding people better. And once you understand how someone works, like how their moods are and how they respond to things, it makes it so much easier to connect with somebody and to talk to somebody when in one way you have to be a little bit more brutally honest and others you can be like a little bit more vague mm -hmm. to come across... And what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. I think it's great. So I hope everyone takes the time to look up their birth charts. And I hope it gives you some comfort. Because uh, we'll explore more of it in the next coming weeks. But I hope that it can provide you some clarity. And some self-soothing. And also some tools. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that guy said. To help fulfill your destiny. Well, it is interesting to see. Okay, every personality has strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Yep. You're not messed up. It's so nice. You're not weak. You're not whatever mm -hmm. list of words you have running through your head to describe yourself that could be defeating you. There's reasonings of why you are the way you are and it's okay. And you can use them to your advantage. We all are different because we're all, you know, how it was describing the head and the foot because mm -hmm. each body part is serves a function and is supposed to help out all the other body parts. Yep. And that creates a whole. So it is a really beautiful thing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think next week we'll go more into the houses and the planets and really dive deep into that. You get a close look at us, like our personal yes. personalities. That way... And you can look at your own as well while we're going through mm -hmm. it yeah. and use it to kind of help you guide. figure out your birth chart and where you fit into and all of it And then if we ever well. meet in real life... 
you know, we can all just come up and say, hey, I'm a Libra with a yes. Scorpio rising. And we'll be like, gotcha. Cool, great. <laughs> gotcha. Now I know how to relate to you. Yeah, cool. gotcha. I got you. <laughs> so guys, thank you for listening. Be safe. Caitlin, thank you for being here again. No we love you. So guys, make sure you connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Listen to Her. We want to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with us, our email is listen to her at gmail.com. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating and a quick comment. It means a lot and really helps us out in ratings and awareness of the podcast. Same for Google Play. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Nick. When I was a teen, I didn't have many positive female role models and mentors. I felt alone and oftentimes limited and incapable. I wanted to create a space for women of all ages to empower and uplift one another. We invite women of all walks of life to make their voice heard. If this resonates with you, support our podcast by subscribing, rating, and sharing. You can find us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, and other popular podcast apps.